again you've been waiting all week but here we are yes this is the decibel geek podcast my name is aaron camaro joined as always by my awesome friend and kick-ass co-host chris sinzak what's going on brother doing good how are you i'm doing really good i'm a little nervous about this week are you yes i'm i'm a little nervous because this week we're gonna find out the reverse of what happens when you play Beat the Geek. You know, I'm always the the upbeat co-host coming up with awesome questions and trying to keep score and trying to keep things straight. And it, it, Sometimes it works out, sometimes it don't. But this week it's in reverse because I'm going to be in your hot seat. I'm going to be the contestant and you're going to be the game show host. Yeah, my, my seat is a lot cooler this week. <laughs> And that's why I'm nervous. I don't think I'm going to do nearly as good at this as what you do. Well, it was, uh, I will say it was a challenge coming up with questions. I, uh, I got a whole new respect for you on how to come up with interesting questions that are educational and entertaining. So I, uh, hopefully I do as okay as, as a host compared to you. But I mean, I, I mean, how do you com- compete with Aaron Camaro as a host? Right, just like how do you compete with Chris Sinzak as a contestant? Well, yeah. today we're going to find out as we do reverse Beat the Geek. But before we get to all that, you know us, we got to take care of our business. And our business, well, it's iTunes reviews, it's Facebook recommendations, it's Podchaser reviews. And what a Podchaser review. Hang on, let me, let me rub my eyes and look at this again. No, there they are. Five of them, five pink stars. It really is a pod chaser review. It's amazing. Somebody take a picture and send it into the National Enquirer. <laughs> this one comes to us from John Clark. Oh, this might be the great, 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 great grandfather of our good friend John Clark the Fourth. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It goes a little something like this. Oh, this is nice. This one, that's this is what I like about Podchaser. Their reviews, you can get down and dirty, in depth, and review each individual episode like John did with this one. Another great episode from Decibel Geek with the cutout bin. So many great bands that I've lost and discarded, and Aaron is our rock and roll gold miner finding the long lost gems. Keep it up, brother. I love discovering old bands, especially when I do not have to spend the money to do so. Insert Camaro laugh here. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There it is. Uh, There is one band, an album that I would recommend for you to check out. The band is Junker Jorg. We talked about this before. I mean, John told us about this band already. The album is called Ignite the Machine, and it absolutely rocks. I would be willing to throw a money-back guarantee on it. He says, peace out, brothers, and look forward to many more episodes. I checked out some of that Junker Jorg. I think that's how it's pronounced, and it's really good. We'll play a complete track by them at the end. It's Junker Jorg. If you dig it, check them out. Is it Jorg or Yorg? I'm not 100% sure. It could be Junker Jorg. It could be Junker Yorg. It could be Junker Jorg. (laughs) It could be Junker Yorg. I have no idea. 
I don't know, but they're good either way. They are good either way. So you guys get a chance to check that out. And as always, any band we talk about here on Decibel Geek Podcast, then slide on over to that band's Facebook page, give them a like, and tell them you heard it on the show. That's very cool. I'm excited to do this. I get to host Beat the Geek, which I've never got to do. It's fun picking out questions. I will say it was an awful lot of work picking out questions, and I uh, I have a new respect for Aaron Camaro on this. It's really it's, not uh, easy, like we said, you know. And you, Chris, and I have like conversed over the week while he's been doing this, and he's going, "Damn, you know, this is hard. It is hard because a lot of times you get a question and think, oh, that's that's just too difficult. Nobody's going to get that.' And then other times you get a question, and you go, "Well, you know, I I think that's a little too easy." But then sometimes it just kind of works out just the way it's supposed to work out, and we're going to find out today. If Chris has got what it takes to bring the questions, and if I got what it takes to bring the answers, but yeah, like uh, I said, be before before we get into the actual game show, we got to stop for a moment and really thank Mike Fraser because man, that dude last week he was so generous with his time. He gave us over an hour and a half, you know, and yeah, he, and he didn't seem in no rush to get rid of us. He really had some awesome stories talking about some of our favorite bands, ACDC, Metallica, The Cult, and on down the line, you know, and I can't wait to get him back on the show, but man, last week's episode was out of this world, man. Thank you, Chris, for lining that up. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to do so. It was, uh, you know, it was pure happenstance, as they say. It was, uh, you know, he, he commented on a stupid joke post that I posted on Facebook. Facebook is like the great connector for a lot of people. And I was like, holy shit, Mike Fraser actually commented on a post? That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, we, we loved having him on. He brought great stories, had a great attitude. And uh, he told me he's willing to come back on again probably around the holidays. And uh, we're going to definitely have him on for a uh, Albums Unleashed, hopefully multiple Albums Unleashed, yeah. because you know he's got stories to go. So many to choose from. Yeah, so uh, Geeks of the Week, these people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter. Last week's Mike Fraser interview, uh, Geeks of the Week this week are Rob Webb, Matt Ashcraft, Kevin Williams, Adam Cox, Rosita Meek, Sean Cullen, Patrick Breen, Rock and Ron Runyon, Decibel Geek TV, John Phillips, Christopher Stokes, James West, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Ian Wadley, Mike Parnell, David Glenn, Keith Rockford, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, Warren Edward, LaRue Baker, Simon Cat, Paul Korn, Craig Turdich, Mikhail Burrell, Andrew Jacobs, Scott Crouch, David Cathy, Doug Fox, Bill Elam, Jeff Taylor, Ernesto Aguiar, Eladio Jet, Chad Hill, Stick Stickman, Alan Deshaun, Twisted Kister, Bipolar Billy, Hakon Bergstad, JJP, Body of the Soul, Vet Halen, and as always... The Mooger Fooger. That's right. Those are our people, our Geeks of the Week. Like Chris said, they went out and shared last week's episode. They retweeted last week's episode, and they helped us spread the word about what we've got going on here at the Decibel Geek Podcast so that other people out there on the interwebs can see it and go, oh, man, Mike Fraser, hell yeah, I got to check out that show. And then stick around for this week and be like, reverse beat the geek, what the hell's going on here? And then they go back into the archives and they figure it all out. They become one of us, rock and rollers, just like you, me, and all our listeners. Man, I love our people. I especially love our VIPs because our VIPs are something extra special because they are the ones that love us just a little bit more than everybody else. They care just a little bit more than everybody else. They went to Patreon.com, and they found out how they could subscribe to become Decibel Geek VIPs. And one of the perks of that is, well, when we're doing fun things like Beat the Geek or quarantine sessions or things like that, some of the first people we reach out to 
when we say we need guests for on the show, our first pull is always from our Decibel Geek VIPs. And today it's special because, like I said, we're doing Reverse Beat the Geek. Chris Sinzak, he's the game show host. He's gathered all the questions. We're going to see how well he can keep score. It's not easy, my friend. You're about to find out. And also, we've got three amazing contestants going to be taking on me, Aaron Camaro, the contestant this week. I'm going to face off against Josh Toomey from the Talk Toomey podcast. I'm going to face off against our good friend and longtime VIP, David Glynn. And then the legendary, you guys know her and love her, especially if you were at Rockin' Pie last year and got to meet her. I'm going to face off one-on-one against the mighty K, Kristen Schimbeck. I'm excited. I can't wait. I got a good feeling that I'm going to beat all three of these jokers. Ooh. But let's see how it goes. That's a bold statement, Aaron. I'm trying to up my confidence right now going into this because I got a good feeling today that I'm going to show the world that I am the rock and roll mastermind of this show. Well, let's get to it. (laughs) Yeah, let's see how this goes. Reverse Beat the Geek, uh, round one. We're joined by our friend Josh Toomey, and uh, he's going to take on Aaron. This is really strange. It feels weird to be on the other side of this, but uh, Josh, welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me back. You're going down, Toomey. Not today. Not today. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. I heard some uh, behind-the-scenes talk that Josh has already, you know, predicted that he's going to destroy Aaron this week. <laughs> Never going to happen. And that's front-scene stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So, as we know, this is the only show that goes to 11 because it rocks. And uh, we have multiple-choice questions. And uh, we'll start off with the geek. And this week, the geek is Aaron Camaro. That's me. Let me have it. All right, and of course, uh, you have a chance to answer the question, and obviously, before you answer the question, I will ask your challenger if they want to bet against you and vice versa. Better if not. they bet against you, they will get a point. If you win and they bet against you, you get two points. That's right. All right. First question goes to Aaron. He's the geek. Metallica's Lars Ulrich has only recorded drums for one other band. Who was it? Was it A? Wait, Di- wait, wait. You gotta ask Toomey if he wants to bet against me. Oh, right. <laughs> let me start let me start over, okay? Okay. Metallica's Lars Ulrich has only recorded drums for one other band. Who was it? Now Toomey, do you think Aaron knows this and you want to bet against him or you want to play it safe? I'll say Aaron knows this one. Alright, he's betting against you. No, he's not no, betting against me. No, he's me. not betting against me. Oh god. I've already had too much to drink. <laughs> We're off to an awesome start. <laughs> So he knows this one, you think? All right. I I think Aaron might know this one. All right. Aaron, is it A, Diamond Head, B, Witchfinder General, C, Merciful Fate, or D, UFO? Wow. And we're talking about, like, played on an album? Correct. Ooh. Let me think. To me, I don't know this one off the top of my head. Should have bet against him. I don't think Witchfinder Generals come out with nothing too recently. I never heard about him playing with UFO. What was the third choice? Well, there's four. 
Uh, there's Diamond Head, Witchfinder General, Merciful Fate, Merciful or UFO. Fate. I'm going to go with Diamond Head. That is incorrect. Oh. Nice. So Josh, I figured it was going to be more of a uh, you know Arctic Monkeys or one of those bands. Josh, you know it? Uh, no, I don't know it, no. Wow. The answer is Merciful Fate. Dang. He, he can be heard drumming on their 1993 album, In the Shadows. Wow. Wow, that's cool. I did not know that. So no points awarded for that one. Damn it. Question two goes to Josh. Warrior Souls' Corey Clark became outspoken of their record label after the release of their second album, Salutations from the Ghetto Nation. By the release of 1993's Chill Pill, the band was officially dropped. What major label dropped them? Aaron, do you want to bet against him? Yes, I do. All right. (laughs) Josh, was the label A, Geffen, B, Warner Brothers, C, Elektra, or D, Island? I feel like it's Geffen, so we'll go with Geffen. That is correct. Oh! Oh! And Aaron bet against you, so Josh gets two points. I can't believe it. Good job, Josh. I know you probably have no idea about anything Warrior Soul related, do you? I, you know, it's it's one of those like I've heard stuff about Warrior Soul being on Geffen, so it's just somewhere in the uh, zeitgeist of my life. I've heard that somewhere. Okay, maybe uh, on Decibel Geek Podcast. Probably. It sounds like something you guys have talked about. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the uh, that's where the multiple choice answers come in handy. Yeah, for sure. Man, that bit me. All right, so Josh is up two to nothing right now. Whew. Question three goes to Aaron. In 1998, Chris DeGarmo officially left Queensryche. Citing burnout and a desire to pursue other opportunities, he began a career as what? Josh, do you want to bet against him? No. All right, he thinks you know it, Aaron. Mm. Did Chris DeGarmo become A, a stockbroker, B, a bar owner, C, a police officer, or D, an airline pilot? I'm going to say stockbroker. That is incorrect damn it was he a pilot yes he became a uh, full-time business jet pilot there we go yeah no idea wow (laughs) told you i was bringing you some hard ones i Uh, guess all right so no points awarded score remains two to nothing josh On November 26, 1983, Quiet Riot became the first heavy metal band to have a top five hit and number one album in the same week. Their success was aided in no small part by the Come On, Feel the Noise video having heavy rotation on MTV. What album did Quiet Riot's Metal Health unseat from the top spot on the Billboard charts? Aaron, do you think he knows it? Yes. I'm not going to bet against him. All right. Josh, was it A, Synchronicity by the Police? B, Can't Slow Down by Lionel Richie, C, Thriller by Michael Jackson, or D, Color by Numbers by Culture Club? Thriller. That is incorrect. Mm -hmm. It was Synchronicity by the Police. It's a good question. I like that one. All right. So we're still two to nothing. It's Aaron's question. Proves once again that Quiet Riot is way better than the police. Yeah, fuck the police. I highly disagree with that, but go ahead. (laughs) Okay. All right. So question five goes to Aaron. This is a tough one. Swiss-born musician Vic Vergat 
is best well known for his work with the heavy rock band Toad. But in 1981, he released a solo album, Down to the Bone, on Capitol Records. This album would feature the drum stylings of a future hairband-era star. Josh, do you think Aaron knows the answer to this? Mm, wow. Um, I'm not going to bet against him, though. Josh, you are not betting against him? Not betting against him. All right. So, Aaron. I've never heard drummer- of any of these things. Okay, was the drummer A, Ricky Rocket, B, Tommy Lee, C, Robert Sweet, or D, Bobby Blotzer? Got to be Bobby Blotzer. That is correct. Yes. Point goes to Aaron. A little bit older than the rest, I think. Yeah, a little bit. And also featured on that album is Tom Crucier Jr., brother of Juan, so two members of Ratter on that record. Oh, check that out. I, I got that question because of my own personal record collection. I buy weird records, and that was one of them. How is it? All right. Yep. Is it cool? Uh, it kind of sucks, actually. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, oh, the, the Bobby Blotzer's on it. I'll buy it for a dollar. Why not? Um, question six goes to Josh. In 1990, at the conclusion of the Slip of the Tongue tour, David Coverdale decided to fold Whitesnake for a while to work on other projects. In 1994, Whitesnake's Greatest Hits was released. In order to tour Europe in support of the album, Coverdale formed a new version of Whitesnake that featured drummer Denny Carmasi, bassist Rudy Sarzo, guitarist Adrian Vandenberg, and this well-known shredder on lead. Aaron, do you think he knows this one? No, I'm going to bet against him. All right, he's betting against you, Josh. Was the guitar player A, John Sykes, B, George Lynch, C, Reb Beach, or D, Warren D. Martini? Hmm. Give them to me one more time. A. John Sykes, B. George Lynch, C. Reb Beach, or Warren D. Martini. Warren D. Martini. That is correct. Wow. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. That's wild. <laughs> and Aaron bet against you. I wish I had, man. That was a hell of a guess, I think. You didn't that's know that. That, did was, you? that was a process of elimination. Oh, okay. Guess. All right. <laughs> So now the score is four to one to me. Shit. Wow. Aaron's getting beat hard here. All right. Question seven goes to Aaron. Before going on to success with Mr. Big, Eric Martin had his own band. In 1983, the Eric Martin band released Sucker for a Pretty Face. What what other later well-known musician was in the Eric Martin band? Josh, do you think he knows this one? Um, Sure. He's playing it safe. Okay. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Was it A, Paul Taylor, B, Jeff Watson, C, Troy Lucetta, or D, Billy Rowe? It was Paul Taylor. That is incorrect. What? The answer is Troy Lucetta. <laughs> oh, man. I thought for sure. As soon as you said Paul Taylor, I was like, yep, that's the one. Now, Paul Taylor did write some stuff for Eric Martin, but he never oh. played in the band. But tr- Troy was the drummer. Dang. How do you have him on your podcast and not know that? <sighs> I don't know. That's how I, that's how I knew George Lynch didn't play in Whitesnake because I've interviewed George and I never saw that in the bio. <laughs> hmm. Kick a man when he's down. Jeez. All right. So no points awarded on that one. But things can change because he's just plain sweating. Did you hear that sound? 
It's the kiss round. <laughs> <laughs> Not nearly as good as Aaron does. You're it, good at this. You. Yeah, right. All right. So question eight. This is the kiss round. First one goes to Toomey. Toomey, an expert on kiss trivia, so this should be no problem for you. Right. All right. This Canadian band would open a handful of dates during Kisses Creatures of the Night Tour in 1983. Aaron, do you think Josh knows this? Hmm. I need the points. I really do. I hate to do it, but I'm going to bet against him. All right. He's betting against you, Josh. Was it A, Kick Axe, B, Head Pins, C, Brighton Rock, or D, Coney Hatch? Give me the question one more time. This Canadian band would open a handful of dates during Kiss's Creatures of the Night Tour in 1983. Was it A, Kickaxe, B, Headpins, C, Brighton Rock, or D, Coney Hatch? I'll go with Kickaxe. That is incorrect. <sighs> headpins? That's the Headpins. Yes. Right. Point goes to Aaron for uh, betting against you there. Two points. Oh, no, it's two, two points to Aaron. Oh, yeah. double the points. So three now the score is Josh four and Aaron three. Oh, yeah. Woo, bringing it back. <laughs> Thank God for the kiss round. Yeah. Now, Aaron, here's your question in the kiss round. Graphic artist Hugh Syme has designed tons of great album covers. Among them, Rush's 2112, White Snake's 1987 album, and Slaughter's Stick It To You. What kiss album cover did Hugh Syme design? Josh, do you think Aaron knows this one? Hmm. I'm going to say he does not know this one. Mm. Stakes are high. He's betting against Aaron on this one. All right, here we go. Was it A, Creatures of the Night, B, Crazy Nights, C, Revenge, or D, Kiss My Ass? And I don't mean Kiss My Ass. That's really one of the choices. <laughs> what were the other album covers he designed? Uh, Rush's 2112, White Snake's 1987 album, and Slaughter's Stick It To You, and a ton of other ones. Wow. I just want to give you examples. I really have no idea. Um, Let me give you the choices again. Yeah, one more time. A, Creatures of the Night, B, Crazy Nights, C, Revenge, or D, Kiss My Ass? I'm going to say Kiss My Ass. That is incorrect. Damn yes. Damn it. Answer, the answer is revenge. Shit. Wow. I didn't think I would stump you on that one. Oh. And Josh bet against you. Damn it. That hurts. So Josh, Josh gets two points. Oh, that hurts. Now we're up, now Josh is up six to three. Oh, damn. I'm screwed. <laughs> I thought you were really going to pull back ahead there. All right. Next question goes to Josh. We got two left. In 1986, Judas Priest turned down having the song Reckless included on the soundtrack for an upcoming Hollywood movie due to the fact that they wouldn't be allowed to use it on their upcoming Turbo album. Can I what? just answer the question? No, we have to find out if Aaron <laughs> must have bet against you. Well, I was a, I was going to, but uh, I guess not now. So, okay, so Aaron's not betting against you. What movie is it? Well, I want my, uh, give me some. Give me the choices. All right, A Iron Eagle, B Highlander. C, Cobra, or D, Top Gun? Top Gun. That is correct. Dang it. Yeah, I'm screwed. It's over for me. So point goes to Josh. 
That is now seven to three. Dang. Can we wow. can we just take a moment? And I knew the Judas Priest trivia before it was even. <laughs> yeah, what did. The, you yeah, did. Hey, you're, you're like the the well known Judas Priest hater. What what happened there? I was going to say yeah. way to prove your Judas Priest fandom right there. I like that. Wow, I thought I would get you to have an Iron Eagle in the choices. That was that. actually that actually threw me off. I was like, whoa! As soon as you said Iron Eagle, I was like, crap, because <laughs> I, I knew it was one of those type movies. But uh, well, that's then, from that's the knowledge you get from reading books written by Chris Aiken. Oh, I forgot he did a book about that. Right album. On. Okay. That's cool. All right. So final question. This is kind of just for fun, but uh, Aaron, here you go. I don't even want it. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a question that would have been perfectly suited for Josh, but I'm giving it to you. One of the members of Pantera directed the video for 1996's Floods. Which band member was it? Josh, you want to bet against him? I will not bet against him. Aaron, was it Dimebag Daryl, Philip Anselmo, Rex Brown, or Vinnie Paul? I'm going to say Phil. That is incorrect. Wow. It was Dimebag Daryl. Wow. I would have said probably Vinny. Wow. So that that. Uh, that brings us to our final score. Josh wins 8-3. to three. Wow, Josh. You kicked my ass, dude. <laughs> That's not the way I envisioned this going down. No, I figured I would have a much uh, much harder time with the great Aaron Camaro. Yeah, that's I guess uh we're the the first example today of why I should be the host and not the contestant. <laughs> but I gotta hand it to you, man. You knew your stuff, you kicked my ass, and that was a good round to beat the geek. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and I did it without the uh answers ahead of time, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're no rock and wrong. But I am but I am within fifty feet of a high school, so that's true. You do have that going for you. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, anything to uh, promote before you get off the call here? Well, I mean, the only thing going on right now is the five-year anniversary episode of Talk to Me is coming up nice. with guest Burton C. Bell of Fear Factory. So that was a good one to record. So that'll be out uh, this Thursday. Awesome, awesome, man! Congratulations on that. Thank you, sir. All right, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for being on Beat the Geek. All right, we're here for round two with a longtime listener and good friend of ours, David Glenn. David, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. What's going on, David? Um, I've been studying hard all day to get ready for this, so I hope to take you on. Get another victory for our side. All right. Well, let's see how it goes. So far, so good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's see if uh, Aaron can uh, come back from a crushing loss to Mr. Toomey in the last round. Mm. All right. So, round two. And as always, we start with the geek. And this week, of course, the, the geek is Aaron. So, Aaron, first question. Super producer Eddie Kramer has worked with numerous great rock artists. Which one of these did he not work with? David, do you think he knows it and you want to bet against him or do you want to play it safe? Uh, he's pretty good with producers. Um, I'm going to start the first one off safe, so I'm not going to bet against him. All right. He thinks you know this one. All right. All right, Aaron, was it Alcatraz, Loudness, Fastway, or Y&T? Wow. Hmm. Off the top of my head, I do not know this one. Give me the choices one more time. Alcatraz, Loudness, Fastway, or Y&T? Hmm. 
Man, Y&T's put out a lot of albums over the years, and Dave Menachetti is that kind of guitar player. So I'm going to guess at some point he had to. They had to have worked with Eddie Kramer. Ah, oh, man. Leaves the other three. Fastway, man, that sounds like something Eddie Kramer would have done too. So, Loudness and Alcatraz. I'm going to go with Alcatraz. I don't think they were ever big enough to get Eddie Kramer level. That is incorrect. Dang it. Oh. The answer is actually Y and T. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm surprised at that. Yeah, he... Uh... Yeah, he definitely worked with Fastway because that uh, first Fastway album was all Eddie Kramer. Yeah, so I, yeah. I love that one. Um, but yeah, Y&T never worked with Eddie Kramer. Huh. That's a shame. Probably should have. Sure. All right. So <laughs> David did not bet against you, so no points awarded. We go on to question two. This is for David. ACDC has 19 million monthly listeners on Spotify. That's crazy. What is their most played song on that platform? Aaron, do you think he knows this one? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to bet against him. All right. Hot off the start. Aaron's going for points right away. So, David, is it A, Thunderstruck, B, Back in Black, C, Highway to Hell, or D, You Shook Me All Night Long? Uh, it could be any one of those four. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, Back in Black is so iconic. It's hard to believe it wouldn't be that one. But um, let me hear them one more time. Sorry. A, Thunderstruck. B, Back in Black. C, Highway to Hell. Or D, You Shook Me All Night Long. Yeah. So iconic. I'm going to have to go with Back in Black. That is correct. Man. (laughs) It's not going well for Aaron already. He bet against you, so you get two points in that one. Oh, man. Nice one, David. (laughs) All right. Any one of those four easily. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all four of them are huge hits. Well, I picked the top four. (laughs) So, So, Aaron, question three goes to you. And speaking of Alcatraz, when Alcatraz was formed, its initial choice of drummer only lasted a week before they hired Jan Uvina from Iron Butterfly. Which drummer opted out of the initial lineup of Alcatraz? David, do you think he knows this one? Uh, Alcatraz is a little obscure, and for one week, I'm going to say no, he doesn't know this one. All right, so David's (laughs) betting against you. Oh, boy. All right, Aaron. Was the drummer A, Bobby Rondinelli, B, Ian Pace, C, Clive Burr, or D, Vinny Apice? Oh. I'm going to say Ian Pace. That is incorrect. Damn it. The answer is Clive Burr. Damn it. He opted out when he realized the band was going to be based in the United States instead of England. Wow. So David bet against you, so he gets the point. David is now up three to nothing. And my Alcatraz knowledge has been severely called out. <laughs> All right. So now we're on to question four. And Aaron's going to be mad at me for asking David this question instead of him. So, David, what Saturday Night Live cast member provided a smoke a spoken word intro 
on Ugly Kid Joe's 1992 album, America's Least Wanted. Aaron, do you think he knows it? Hmm, I know I know it. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say he does not know it. Ooh. All right, David, he's betting against you on this one. Was it was it A, Melanie Hutzel, B, Julia Sweeney, C, Victoria Jackson, or D, Beth Cahill? From 1992. Um, I only know two of them. And I'm guessing they would have used somebody with a bigger name. So it's either Julia Sweeney or who was the third one you mentioned? Victoria Jackson. Um, I'm going to go with Victoria Jackson. That is incorrect. And Aaron, you bet against him, right? Yes, I did. So Aaron gets the point on that one. The answer is Julia Sweeney. Yeah, she was Pat. Yep. All Uh, right. So now we have David at three and Aaron at one. All right. Question goes to Aaron. Which Anthrax guitarist previously served as the band's guitar tech before being promoted to a full member? David, do you think Aaron knows this one? Uh, Yeah, he knows this one. All right, he's playing it safe. All right. All right, Aaron, was it A, Rob Caggiano, B, Dan Spitz, C, Jonathan Danaeus, or D, Paul Crook? Um, The first one, Rob. That is incorrect. Damn it. The answer is Paul Crook. Wow. He's listed as lead guitar tech on Persistence of Time, and he would later take over lead guitar duties on Stomp 442 and Volume 8. Wow. Dang it. I'm just going to have to bet against you all the time now. Well, I guess, because I can't get anything right. <laughs> so the score remains David 3 and Aaron 1. Question goes to David. All right, David. During the 90s, lots of our favorite rockers had to get regular jobs due to the shifting culture in popular music. What did Kicks guitarist Brian Forsyth do to pay the bills during this time? Aaron, do you think he knows that one? I'm not betting against him on this. All right, Aaron's playing it safe. David, was it A, roofing houses, B, selling insurance, C, painting billboards, or D, bartending? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Um, Bartending seems like the obvious answer, so I won't report that one. Let's go with roofing. That is incorrect. Yeah, darn it. Aaron, do you know this one? Yeah, he painted billboards. That's right. VH1 did a special about... uh, what those guys were up to in those days. All right, so no points awarded on that question. All right, so uh, question seven goes to Aaron. Got to earn a living. Yep. Yeah. All right, Aaron, Aaron, which rock singer would serve prison time before later going on to success? David, do you think Aaron knows this one? Uh, he should, so I'm going to bet against him because this work hasn't worked for me yet. All right, so Aaron, you got a chance to get some couple of points here. I need them. Aaron, was it A. Jack Russell, B. Stephen Piercy, C. Vince Neal, or D. Tom Kiefer? It was Jack Russell. That is correct. Yes, I knew that one. Finally, you knew that. I I didn't know that till I researched it. In 1979, Jack Russell was arrested for shooting a live-in maid in a botched robbery attempt. And sent to, sentenced to eight years in prison. Yeah. He later would be released after only serving 18 months. 
I don't know how any of that works, but I do remember reading it once before. Yeah, I I never knew that till till this weekend. Oh, All man. right, point, I needed point those goes points. To, point goes to Aaron. So now it's only David three and Aaron two. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I got it right, and I was bet against. That's that's right. That was his. It was his question. No, it was Aaron's question. Yeah, you. No, had, it was da- it you, was, you asked me oh, the question. Oh, it was there. Okay, Sorry. do you okay, see? Aaron gets, do you see how difficult it is? <laughs> yes, I do. Especially drinking vodka. Good because <laughs> because I now see how difficult it is to be a contestant. <laughs> I know we both have a new appreciation for each other, don't we? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so that puts us in a dead heat, three to three. Who I needed that. Gene's brother was an only child. All right, and did you hear that sound? It's the kiss round. Here we go. All, All right. right. Good point. All right, first kiss round question goes to David. David, during the Dynasty Tour, Ace was arrested for allegedly walking away from a charter fishing boat tour without paying the tab. What city did this happen in? Aaron, do you think he knows this? No, I'm going to bet against him. All right, Aaron's going for some points here. David, was it A, Savannah, Georgia, B, Lakeland, Florida, C, Roanoke, Virginia, or D, Memphis, Tennessee? And I remember reading this, and I thought it was Florida. Uh, I don't think it was any others. I'm going to go with Florida. That is incorrect. The answer is Savannah, Georgia. Wow! And for yes. for some both, so Aaron gets the Aaron gets two points on that because he bet against you. And so now first, Aaron is in the lead, five to three. For the first time this week, I'm in the lead. <laughs> And for uh, some bonus knowledge on the Savannah, Georgia date on the Dynasty Tour, they had two dates scheduled. One didn't sell well. They canceled one, so they had that day off. That's why Ace was off fishing, and they also filmed the Sure Know Something and I Was Made for Loving You videos at the Savannah Arena. Wow. There you go. Yeah, there you go. All right, so question. now it's Aaron's question in the Kiss Round, so he's got a chance to really capitalize on his lead. All right, Aaron. Wicked Lester's only album was shelved by Epic Records and never released. However, the original album cover art would be recycled for a 1979 release by this obscure band. David, do you think Aaron knows this? Uh, I need the points, so no, he doesn't know. I'm going to bet against him. He's betting against you, Aaron. Okay. Was it A, The Skids, B, Magazine, C, The Laughing Dogs, or D, The Ruts? I'm going to say the magazines. That is incorrect. Dang oh. The answer is the laughing dogs. The laughing dogs. I thought you put that in there as a trick because there's a dog on the cover. No, that, that, that that's probably why they picked the picture. Well, I guess. That's so, re- uh, reverse psychology reversed upon myself. So since it's the kiss round, David gets two points for betting against you, and now we are tied at five. Wow, what a game. Yeah, we got a good one going here. All right, we've got two questions left. Next one goes to David. Where was Brian Warner, a.k.a. Marilyn Manson, born? Aaron, do you think he knows this one? Hmm. Boy, this is a tough one because we're really down to it now. Um, yeah. I'm going to bet against him. All right, he's going to go for the points. David, was it A, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, B, Canton, Ohio, C, Fort Wayne, Indiana, 
or D, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? Yeah, I had in my mind it was Pennsylvania. Bethlehem doesn't sound right. Just listened to the new album yesterday. Actually. Really good. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm going to stick with Pennsylvania, though. I'm going to say Bethlehem. That is incorrect. Oh, the yeah. answer is the answer is Canton, Ohio. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. What do you think of the new Marilyn Manson album? I like it. The first couple of songs really rocked hard. It got a little weird in the middle, but uh, but it's growing on me. Just right on. I've heard a lot of different opinions on it. Yeah, he's gone so many different ways in his career. This is just another another direction, but I, but I like it. Right on. That's cool. Off. Check it out. Yeah. All right. So we go into the last question for Aaron with a six to five lead over David. Oh boy! All right, last one for this round, Aaron. Eagles bassist Timothy B. Schmidt provided backing vocals for several rock artists while the band was broken up. Which artist did he not provide backing vocals for? David, do you think he knows this one? Doesn't matter. Got a better bet against him. All right, David wants the points. Oh Aaron, was it? Was it A, Poison, B, Warrant, C, Nelson, or D, Vince Neal? Wow. Oh, man. Oh, It's a hard shit. one, isn't it? <laughs> I had no idea that he had done any of those backup vocals for any of those bands, let alone three out of the four. Now, no, fuck me for uh, asking you that, right? Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> so the choices are Poison, Warrant, and who? Nelson and Vince Neal. Nelson and Vince Neal. Shally, you know, when I put these questions together, I try to say, can you figure it out by the choices? These bands are pretty close together. Yeah, that's why I did it that way. Uh, let's see. Vince Neal would have been a little bit later. Nelson would have been a little bit later. Warrant was a part of that second go-round. Poison was more original. Poison seems like the one timeline-wise that sets apart from the rest, but that's about as best as I can do to figure this out. So I guess I'm going to go with Poison. Oh, that is incorrect. Dang. The answer is Warrant. Wow. Timothy B. Schmidt did backing vocals for Nelson's 95 album, Because They Can, Vince Neal's 92 release, Exposed, and Poison's 93 release, Native Tongue. Wow. So David bet against you, so he no gets idea. the point. And we have a tie, So we tied. Right. Everybody yeah. wins. So, <laughs> so we don't do tiebreakers on this. This means that David has to come back to take Aaron on again. Or maybe that come back and take on Chris next time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done being a contestant already? <laughs> oh, man. I can't imagine how bad I'm going to get my ass kicked in the next round. But, I mean, this was a really good game. Yeah, yeah, really close. I can tell you this: like when I'm hosting, those are my favorite, neck and neck, all the way down to the end. And even at that, like Chris and I were talking about it, we had a tie way back when with Baco, and it was like, oh shit, well I don't have an extra question. Well then the next time I thought, well should I get an extra question to compensate for a tie? And it's like, you know what? Screw it. You know, if it's tie, that's cool too because it opens it up for the contestant to come back on the show, and everybody wins. So we'll we'll take a tie, right, David? Absolutely. Although, you know, in baseball, tie goes to the runner. In this case, I think the tie should go to the guest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! Damn it, that makes sense. I can't argue that. (laughs) Okay, so we can either declare you the winner, 
and you never come back on again, or you can come back on again if you're okay with the time. Oh, that sounds like a challenge from the true geek to you, David Glenn. <laughs> I'm definitely coming back again. Awesome. Okay. We'll deal with the tie then. <laughs> right on. Sounds good. Good game, David. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right, time for round three for this week with Beat the Geek, Aaron Camaro edition. Um, joining us on the line is, well, Kristen Schimbeck, but as you guys know, Mighty K, as we like to call her on the show. Kristen, how you doing? Good. I'm doing great. Nervous as all hell, but... <laughs> Well, we like to uh, we like to re- reference you as the one percent because we have one percent <laughs> female listeners, and you are pretty much it. It's crazy. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> one of our original lady listeners for sure. Well, I'm proud to be. Just wish there was more of me. Yeah, I know. Or more like me. Yeah, we and we agree. We got to meet you at Rock and Pod yeah. last year, and it was great to finally meet you in person. And thanks so much for coming out. Thank you for having it. I can't wait for next year. I'm bummed about this year, but next year going to be on. Yeah. Yeah. As long as the scientists get their shit together and get a fucking vaccine. But anyway, get it together, I've had too scientists. much to drink. But um, all right. So round three, as uh, Kristen, I'm, I'm sure you've listened to all the Beat the Geek episodes. You know how the rules work, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. So first question uh, as always goes to the geek and this week it's aaron so aaron are you ready i guess so all right <laughs> round three. First question d snyder raged against this band in his book due to them destroying a set of costumes made by his wife when they were unhappy with the results what band is it mighty k do you think he knows this one yes i think he does all right so he's playing it safe all right aaron I don't even need the question, the choice. All right, what, what's I know the, what's the, the answer, answer to this one. You were wise not to bet against me because this is one I actually do know. The answer is Crocus. Uh, that's correct. Yes. The band burned the outfits when they saw them. They And D would later retitle them Crappus. So uh, <laughs> that is correct. That's what happens. Right. You mess with a guy's woman, you're going to get in trouble. And D. Schneider was pissed at those guys for good reason. All right. Now, I'm already waiting for listener messages and comments saying, that was too easy for Aaron. <laughs> That's uh, the only easy one I've gotten so far out of all of these. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Mighty K, question goes to you. It's well known that Gene Simmons discovered Van Halen at a show at the Starwood in L.A. What some people don't know is that he was initially at the club to check out this Los Angeles band featuring guitarist George Lynch. Aaron, do you think she knows this one? I'm not going to bet against her. All right, he's playing it safe. All right, Kristen. Is it A, Snow, B, a la carte, C, the Plimsolls, or D, the Boys? <laughs> Say the names again. A, Snow, B, a la carte, C, the Plimsolls, or D, the Boys? Is the Plimsolls an actual band? <laughs> <laughs> all of these are all, all all of these are seventy zero LA bands. I am gonna go with Oh God, the snow. That is incorrect. Ah oh. Damn it. Aaron, do you know the answer? Is it a la carte? 
No, the answer is the boys, spelled huh. with a Z. See, I oh, thought shit. that was a Tesla thing. No. Oh, so that's no point. So no points awarded on that one. That's a good question. Thank you. I know. Yeah. All right. So Aaron, question goes to you, and you're going to love the subject matter of this one. What is Bon Jovi's most popular song on Spotify? Oh, Kristen, boy. do you think he knows this one? I don't think he does. Oh, she's betting against you, Aaron. Betting against me in the Bon Jovi round. All right. Aaron, is it <laughs> A, living on a prayer, B, runaway, C, you give love a bad name, or D, wanted dead or alive? Hmm. Those are all really popular Bon Jovi songs, but I'm going to go with Living on a Prayer. That is incorrect. Wow. What is it? The answer is You Wanted Give Love Dead a Life. No, it's You Give Love a Bad Name. Wow. Wow. I can't believe that. <laughs> all right. And uh, Kristen, did you bet against him? I've had too much to drink. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> I- <laughs> I said, yeah, I didn't think he'd know it. Okay, so point goes to Kristen, and we're tied at one. Wow. Oh, shit. Tied up. Well, here. It's a close game so far. All right, Mighty K, you get the next question. Cheap Trick got their name after the band attended a concert by this artist, and bassist Tom Peterson noted that they, quote, used every cheap trick in the room. What artist was he referring to? Aaron, do you think she knows this one? Huh. No, I sure don't, so I'm going to go ahead and bet against her. All right, Mighty K. Is it A, Alice Cooper, B, Arthur Brown, C, Slade, or D, Roy Wood and Wizard? Can you repeat the question again, please? Sure. Cheap Trick got their name after the band attended a concert by this artist, and bassist Tom Peterson noted that they, quote, used every cheap trick in the room. What artist was he referring to? Was it A, Alice Cooper, B, Arthur Brown, C, Slade, or D, Roy Wood and Wizard? Insert Jeopardy I'm going to go with, I know, I'm going to go with Alice Cooper. That is incorrect. Damn it. Wow. I was saying is, him only because you like him so much. <laughs> the answer is Slade. So Aaron gets the point on that one. Aaron's up two to one. I never even heard of that last band. You ever heard of Wizard? I I don't know. Roy Wood they and were Wizard? A, yeah, that, they were an in, influence on Paul Stanley before Kiss. Huh. I've and never they, heard of Slade or that one. You've never heard of Slade? No. You oh, know Slade. On. Slade was the they originally had the song Come On Feel the Noise before Quiet Riot made it famous. Oh. They were an oh. English rock band. I was gonna say sing me a song, but I guess And also Mama oh. We're All Crazy Now was Slade yeah. too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of people will say that Quiet Riot owes their entire career to Slade because their biggest hits were Slade covers that people in the United States had never heard. Yep. I did not know that. That's one of the reasons why I love this show. All right. <laughs> All right, so Aaron's up two to one. Question goes to him. All right, Aaron. I'm ready. In, in Slayer's early days, singer Tom Araya was employed as this. Kristen, do you think he knows this? Hmm. 
I'm going to say no. All She's right. betting against you. <laughs> betting against me. Was Tom Araya an A, landscaper, B, mortician, C, surfing instructor, or D, respiratory therapist? Oh, man. I know he must have been making halfway decent money because I think they, like, they self financed all their like real early stuff like show no mercy um mortician seems like the right answer but i don't think it is i'm gonna go with uh what was the last one well the answers are a landscaper b mortician c surfing instructor or d respiratory therapist respiratory therapist is what i'm going with that is correct (laughs) And she bet against you, right? Yes. Yep. So two points to Aaron. Aaron is now up four to one. I was just guessing on which one paid the most in order to help finance Slayer Records. <laughs> you, you, you knew more about it then than I did because I had no idea they self-financed all that stuff. All right. Awesome. So Aaron's actually on top for a change. Can't believe it. <laughs> Feels good. All right. So question goes to Kristen. Which one of these bands did producer Rick Rubin not work with? Aaron, do you think she knows it? I'm not going to bet against her on this one. All right, Aaron's playing it safe. All right, Mighty K. Is it A, Danzig, B, Poison, C, Limp Biscuit, or D, Orgy? Hmm. I'm going to go with Friggin' A. I'm going to say poison. That is incorrect. Really? Oh, man. Poison. I, I have poison. no idea. Rick Rubin actually worked on the production for the Poisoned record. Oh, wow. The answer is Orgy. Yeah. I would have guessed also, Poison, too. And I was going to say them, too. And he, he worked with Limp Biscuit on Results May Vary. Wow. All right, yeah, so Aaron, I'm really good at this game. <laughs> well, a, well, Aaron didn't bet yeah, against me you. Yeah, me too. So, no. <laughs> so, yeah, so Aaron, better than me though. Well, Damn he it. didn't. He didn't bet against you, so it's still four to one. All right, Aaron. Question goes to you. All right. Actor Johnny Depp was in this band before launching his acting career. Kristen, do you think he knows it? I'm gonna say he knows it. All right, she's not betting against you, Aaron. Okay. Was it A, Shrinky Dinks, B, Rock City <laughs> Angels, C, Juliet, or D, Fuzz? Hmm. I know when Johnny Depp went to Hollywood, it wasn't to become an actor. He wanted to be a rock star. But then he ended up becoming an actor, and then it took off from there. But what he really wanted to be was in a band. Um... Man, Juliet, uh, that sounds good, but something about the Shrinky Dinks speaks to me. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Shrinky Dinks. <laughs> I'm going to let Kristen finish laughing. <laughs> I don't know. It, there's something about that name that reminds me of something, and I think that must be it. I have no idea. It's a wild well, guess. Is- that is incorrect. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I was hoping you were right. The, the, the answer is Rock City Angels. Damn. Aww. 
And you, Kristen, <laughs> did, did you or did you not bet against him? Because I'm too drunk to remember. I didn't. I thought he was going to have it right. <laughs> okay. And actually, Shrinky Dinks, you may know because that was the original name for the band Sugar Ray. Ah, oh, that's, I guess, maybe what it was. I knew I heard that name somewhere before. Don't you love all these red herrings I'm throwing into yeah. the questions? <laughs> and Rock City Angels sounded so generic, I thought, well, that's got to be made up. Yeah, no, he played in that band with uh, Bobby Durango, who passed away like a year or two ago. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Rock City Angels had some good material, actually. You should check it out. Right on. Could you imagine if he hadn't become an actor? Uh, we wouldn't eight. have all these awesome movies. Right, yeah, but on the other hand of that, we might have a band that, you know, we would say is one of the greatest bands of all time, but we don't know that now because it never happened. You never know. I I do love his work in Hollywood Vampires. Yeah. So the score is four to one, but things can change quickly because guess what? Hi, Carly. It's the kiss round. <laughs> <laughs> I am no Eric Camaro. I am. I'm going to so blow him out of the water with this because I am the biggest kiss aficionado. It's going to be crazy. I'm sorry, Aaron, but wow. <laughs> All right, Kristen, I didn't expect have you heard that, that? But okay. <laughs> have you ever heard the term? I'm totally kidding. Have you? I was say, have you ever heard the term "famous last words"? Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. These questions are not going to be easy. So double the points, Kristen. The first question goes to you. In the thank you list for Gene Simmons' 1978 solo album, he thanks, quote, the girl with the purple and green hair from this Canadian city. Aaron, do you think she knows it? Oh, wow. Uh, no, I'm going to bet against. All right, Aaron's going for trying to pad his lead here. Kristen, mm-hmm. is it A, Edmonton, B, Vancouver, C, Calgary, or D, Toronto? Hmm. Well, I'm going to go with Toronto because that's the only city in Canada I have been to. So I'm going to go with that. That is incorrect. <laughs> that's a damn tough question. I had never even heard of that before. Who? So who is the girl from Canada with the green and purple hair? She's actually, from, real. Ed, she's actually from Edmonton. From Edmonton. Who is she? She was the and first. She, she she was the first legitimate groupie that he quote unquote had. Wow! Oh, <laughs> oh for him, Gene being the uh, the romantic that he always is. Yeah, I wonder oh. where she is. Now. Yeah, so that that uh, that takes the score to Aaron gets two points for that. So that takes the score to six to one, Aaron. That was such a hard question. I just thought, you know what? I got to bet against you because there's a one in four chance that you're not going to get it. And you were correct. That's crazy. So so now we know that Aaron beats up on women. (laughs) This ain't over yet. I've gotten my ass kicked twice today, so this ain't so bad. All right. All right. Now for the second kiss round question, Aaron, this goes to you. On April 8th, 1986, this opening act would join Kiss on stage to sing Lick It Up in Toronto, making it the first time a, a band ever joined Kiss to perform on stage. Which band was it? Mighty K, do you think he knows this one? I think he will. I think he'll know it. All right, she's playing it safe. All right, Aaron. Was it A, Wasp, B, Black and Blue, C, King Cobra, 
or D. Queensryche? Hmm. Man. Black and blue sounds like a red herring to me. That sounds like something you'd throw in there to go, yeah, he's going to think it was them because it was Tommy Thayer. I'm going to go with King Cobra. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> two points. He didn't bet against you, but you get two points for that. Was I so right? I take, you put black and right. blue in there to trick me. Yes, I did. Well, that, I just picked opening bands from the Asylum Tour. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, that takes the score to 8-1, to one, Aaron. Well, I knew it wasn't Wasp. They wouldn't have invited Wasp up on stage, I don't think. But that's pretty Very wild. They are, so they're the only band that's ever shared the stage with Kiss? I believe as far as a full band goes, yeah, I think so. I didn't know that till what? this weekend either when I researched it. Wow. Yeah. Oh. See, you can even learn stuff on Reverse Beat the Geek. Yes, you do. (laughs) So we got uh, two questions left. Mighty K, this one goes to you. Which of these rock legends did not appear on L.A. Gunn's Cocked and Loaded album? Aaron, do you think she knows it? There ain't no way I'm betting against Mighty K on an L.A. Gunn's question. Oh, you're killing me. Oh, my God, I'm going to be so embarrassed if I don't get this. Okay. I picked this totally with you in mind. All right. So Aaron's not betting against you. Was it A, Robin Zander, B, Rick Nielsen, C, Ted Nugent, or D, Glenn Hughes? (laughs) Oh, my God. You're killing me. All right. Repeat the question. Okay. Which of these rock legends did not appear on L.A. Gunn's Cocked and Loaded album? A, Robin Zander. B. Rick Nielsen, C. Ted Nugent, or D. Glenn Hughes? I swear to God, if Ted Nugent, oh man, I don't know. He couldn't have. I don't I don't associate Ted Nugent with L.A. Guns. And I'm going to really be mad if he is, because I'm going to go with Ted Nugent. Oh, that's incorrect. Wow. That's what I would have totally gone with, too. The answer is Glenn Hughes. Ted Nugent and Derek St. Holmes both appeared on Cocked and Loaded. And what? Doing what? They were doing, like, backing vocals or something on there. That's crazy. And the guys from Cheap Trick, too. Yep. And Robin Zander and Rick Nielsen both appeared on there, too. Wow. See, if that question was reversed and said which one of these guys did, I would have guessed Glenn Hughes. No, he he was not on that album. Wow. Good question. Holy shit. Thank you. Very good question, but I am going to kick you in the pants when I see you. (laughs) (laughs) I will wear a cup next August. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. So so Aaron's up eight to one. This is the last one. Just kind of fun for fun, but... uh, I couldn't yeah. leave the I couldn't I couldn't leave three rounds of beat the geek off without giving Aaron an, an enough's enough question, but if I don't stump you with this, I'm really going to be impressed. Wow! So it's like a super hard enough's enough question, huh? I think it is, but we'll see. Okay, we'll lay all right, Aaron. Let Let's go on the yeah. enough's enough song "Vacant Love" from the Peach Fuzz album. Who guests on guitar? Mighty K, do you think he knows it? He better. So you're not <laughs> betting against him. I am not going to bet against him. You probably should, right. but I don't think it matters. So okay. 
All right, Aaron. I know. <laughs> I know the song. I definitely know the album, and I definitely know the song. All right, Aaron. Was it A, Mick Fabus, B, Darren Householder, C, Mark Bon Jovi, or D, Gino Martino? Wow. Who played guitar on that one? Gino Martino was a member of Enough's Enough around that time. Um, who are the other three? Mick Fabus, Darren Householder, and Mark Bon Jovi. Let's see. No, Darren Householder's a hell of a guitar player. He was in Love Hate. Um, mm, I really don't know. You really got me on this one. You stumped me for sure. I'm going to guess Gino Martino. That is incorrect. Yeah, damn. Aww. The answer is Darren Householder. Wow, nice. Now, Mick Fabus, Darren Householder, and Mark Bon Jovi all played guitar on tracks on this record. Wow. Gino, Marti- Gino Martino was the red herring. Wow, that was a good one because, yeah, I associate his name with Enough's Enough. I don't associate none of the other names with it. That's cool. Man, I've been listening to that album for years. I had no idea. Yep, that's Darren Householder. And I'm a fan of Darren Householder, too, because he did some awesome stuff with Love Hate. Awesome. So, uh. I actually won one. Holy shit. Aaron wins 8 to 1 over Mighty K. So, check it out. My record is 1, 1, and 1. That's right. That's pretty even <laughs> keel, I'd say. Not bad. This has been an interesting I knew experience. I wasn't going to do good at this because these questions are way too hard for me. So, like, you guys ask insanely hard questions for me. When I'm listening to you guys, I'm like, I don't know that answer. Well, it was just an excuse to get to talk to you for a little yeah. bit. Aw, thank you. Uh, we love you, Mighty yeah. Pay. We, we we appreciate all the support. I love you guys. I love this whole shebang. I love everything about this show. I'm so grateful for it, awesome. especially in these trying times. <laughs> yeah, if we can uh, if we can take your mind off of the craziness of the world, then we're happy. You definitely know. do. I definitely need to listen to you guys on my way to work in the morning, especially because I don't. I wait till I get to work before I have my coffee. So. I need some Zen shit going on before I get there. You know, and that's just the half of it. As much as, you know, somebody out there listening to this would would enjoy it and take a break from the craziness, you guys have no idea what it means to us to be able to take the break to create it. So it it definitely goes both ways. Yeah. I can imagine you guys must have a lot of fun just coming up with ideas and doing the show. Reverse be beat the geek. Be <laughs> yeah. well, well, thanks to uh, copyright owners, we've uh, had to get way more creative over the, over the last few months. But it, it's actually gone pretty good. I right, think we've, okay. we've really enjoyed changing it. You guys have been doing really good. Thank you. And I'm right, honored so. to be on Beat the Geek. We're honored Even though to have I lost you. horribly. <laughs> well, you have, to, you have to come back on sometime and, uh, and take Aaron on again. Out of all the people I'm that I faced, to read here- some books and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the people I faced here today, you are definitely my favorite. <laughs> Aw, thank you. <laughs> no, you thank you.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.